Yoga in all its forms has been a support for me in my life through all the highs and lows. It's opened my mind and my heart in ways I never knew were possible. It has been a teacher, a taskmaster, and a friend. This podcast is an offering. I wish to share the teachings of yoga with you as a tool to help navigate life. Namaste and welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. So in this episode, I thought I would give an overview of what I'm calling the wisdom of day-to-day life. So how Ayurveda, the wisdom of life, the science of life, presents itself in our 24-hour day period. Um, Because if you recall in the other conversations that we've had regarding Ayurveda, Ayurveda is nature. It shows up in our constitution, our genetic blueprint, if you will. It shows up in the seasons. It shows up in the time of day. It recognizes our direct relationship to nature. We are a part of nature. So it stands to reason that we experience the doshas, vata, pitta, kapha, not only in ourselves, but also, like I said, in the seasons and the times of day and also our age. Um, The doshas connect to periods of life. So the energy of kapha is present from infant or newborn to about the age of 18 or 20. And then pitta steps in, right? That's more of the fire element. And that steps in around 18 or 20 until 50. Then once we hit 50, everybody moves into a vata age. And that takes us till our transition out of this incarnation. So if you are kapha dominant, then when you're in the kapha age, it's going to be uh, like a double whammy, so to speak. If you're pitta and you're fire, you're just going to take the world by storm in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. If you're vata dominant, then when the tendencies of vata, the characteristics of vata start to creep in just because you're over 50, a vata dominant person is going to feel them tenfold. We can look at the example of vata as because it's air space and it represents movement and change and dry, dryness. So we look at how a person's body as it ages after 50 can start to get brittle dry, you know, the bones, the joints start to get, gets a little harder to move around. That's just reality, you know, not into age defying or anti-aging mindsets. That's not something that I appreciate. Um, I don't want to anti-age because I don't even really know what that means. And I certainly don't want to defy age. What I do is I try not to get hung up on the number but instead I check in with how am I feeling physically, emotionally, spiritually, and all of that. And it absolutely changes. I have days where I can feel the energy and the vibrancy that I recall from my thirties, although raising kids and and going through those special stresses was a lot, but I also have times in my age where I really feel my age. Sometimes I feel older than my age, but it's more about, what do I have today? How do I feel today? Not, I want to feel like I'm in my thirties every day as I approach 60. That's not realistic. 
I want to own the years that I have been blessed with. I want to own what it feels like to be in a body that has carried me for 59 years. My feet have supported my body and walked the earth and gone on adventures and done all the things, danced and, and all the things for 59 years, you know, my, my body has, has taken me very, very far and I want to honor it and treat it well. I don't want to, I don't want to criticize it too harshly. I, I want to help my body to ease into the future ages that I'm hoping I will be blessed to be. I don't want to spend every day pining for the ages that I never will be again. Um, and, and I just, that's how, that's my perspective of things. I don't get this whole, you cannot beat death. It's, you know, none of us get out of here alive. It's inevitable. It's the study of impermanence. So therefore I cannot run from death. Better to embrace death in order to fully live my life and appreciate every breath I'm gifted. So when we look at Vata, Vata, if I were Vata dominant, which I am not, and moving into the Vata age, I'm going to feel the effects of dryness and maybe wrinklier skin or drier hair, uh, less uh, bodily lubrications than say a Kapha dominant. So the ages are represented by the doshas, but then your doshas have to be taken into consideration because we're all as individual as snowflakes. That's what my teacher, my Ayurveda teacher would always say. That's what Ayurveda says. We're all as unique as snowflakes. So what works for you and what looks like for you, it's why it's no one fit, one size fits all. If you have these conversations about perimenopause and menopause for women, we, we cannot put it in one simple umbrella. We have to then look at what is your genetic blueprint? How are these fluctuations and changes in your hormones throughout your life going to affect you in line with what your dosha is? When we talk about weight, we talk about what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, why to eat, why we're eating all these things. You know, the brain functions off of chemicals and hormones, right? So there's the adipose and how you um, call it in or reject it. That's all your brain uh, functioning and your hormonal balancing, your personal unique chemistry. It's going to be different from everyone. You will find support in understanding what your dosha is and applying it to you and your life specifically. It's... Um, like I've said, it's translated as the wisdom of life for me and for those that I have studied with, it is not a dietary regimen. It's not exercise like this, don't exercise like that. It's all of it. It's how I psychologically respond to a hot, humid summer day as a Pitta dominant person. It's how I emotionally and energetically respond to grief and loss as a person who is uh, kapha as a second dominant dosha. I want to remind you also that, so again, 
I'm Pitta Kapha. So that means that I am Pitta dominant. My Pitta will always dominate. But I want to remind you that it doesn't mean that Pitta is always running the show. It just means that if you took my, my, if you check my constitution 10, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and you check it tomorrow, the pit is coming up dominant. But there's also kapha at play for me. The numbers aren't that far off. But again, it depends on where I am when I'm taking the test in, in many different facets. But kapha, I can tell you when I am in kapha dominant times of my life. Um, I can also recognize and have for the last nine or 10 years what Vata feels like. It's not really something I was ever truly connected to a Vata energy, even if I look back way before I knew anything about Ayurveda. But as I approached my fifties, I, I felt that, that wind, I felt that change and movement. I mean, really, if I were to be very honest, changes a pretty constant thing throughout all of our lives. But I would have to say that my 50s, of which I'm in the last year of, were chock full of change and uncertainty to degrees that I never imagined. Um, and when I look back on this decade, it has been the most tumultuous for me. I don't know if that has anything to do with Vata or if it's just my story and that's how it was meant to play out. But through the study and the practice and the application of the, the tenets and the teachings of Ayurveda, I know, whoops, cough is dominating, um, Pitt has taken a back seat, which means I'm not exercising as much as I would enjoy. I am having heavy thoughts. I am feeling lethargic. I'm feeling um, grief. I'm unable to shake grief if there's been a loss. Um, I don't ever use the word lazy, but I am prone to much rest when my kapha is uh, strong. And I notice those things. And then I'll make one change. Like maybe I'll get on the treadmill for like two days in a row and I'll put on my disco music or I'll put on my LCD sound system or, you know, I'll just be belting it out with Chaka Khan or being really reminiscent with the Rolling Stones. And I'll do it for two days in a row, 30 minutes each. And all of a sudden it's like, we woke up Pitta. Pitta was sleeping and we woke up Pitta. Kapha was suffocating Pitta with the cozy blanket they were using on the couch. And then all of a sudden Pitta's like, yeah, this is how we show up. Let's go. Let's lift some free weights. Let's go for a long walk in the neighborhood after the 30 minutes of discoing on the treadmill. And Pitta is ready. And my practice has to be balance. That's what Ayurveda teaches us. So I can't let Pitta run the show because Pitta is prone to perfectionism and perfectionism is paralyzing. And if we talk about perfectionism, perfectionism's got shot shame riding shotgun in the car and fear is in the backseat, according to Brene Brown. Perfectionism is, is Pitta's, uh, that, that's her favorite drink, right? And Kapha is 
I'm not good enough. Why bother? So if Pitta starts bullying, Kapha will stay laying low for a while and then something will happen. Vata comes in and affords a change, a surprise, an uncertainty. Okay, and then Kapha will go, it's my turn. Get on the couch, find the blanket, make the cup of tea and bake some cookies. It's my turn. But if you find a balance, if you say, look at the beauty of all the characteristics of the doshas, where Vata is open to change and it's creative, Pitta is a get done, you know, kind of leadership energy. We've got this, you know, Pitta is your cheerleader. And then Kaf is like, you did good today. You need a hug? You know, Kapha can be in there inside of you going, nice job. We're going to reward ourselves, but we're not going to reward ourselves with ice cream. Uh, we're going to reward ourselves with another a nice hot bath with Epsom salts and rose petals and a lit candle and an Alice Hoffman novel. And Kapha's going to love that. So Kapha doesn't always have to be baked goods. Pitta doesn't always have to be a bully and Vata doesn't always have to be a chicken without a head. Once we recognize how these characteristics present for ourselves, well, once we realize our doshas and how uh, we have them present in our bodies, then we can say, oh, I understand what you need right now. Now your quick fix is going to be the glass of wine or the bowl of pop uh, popcorn. Um, or, or pasta or something. If you're kapha and kapha is going, I need love, I need comfort, I need, I need. That's your go-to, right? Just like Pitta's go-to is going to be a cup of black coffee and the nearest person you can rip their heads off. Like, oh, you have something gone wrong and you need to make that phone call? Give it to me. You know, and Vata is, again, Vata is, you can't catch Vata. When they're out of balance, you just, you can't catch them and you can't slow down their language. You can't get them to actually uncover and feel what they need. So it's a very interesting dynamic there with Vata. So when you understand how they present and when you understand what each dosha looks like when it is imbalanced versus what it looks like when it's, as they say, uh, deranged, um, once you understand that, then you'll see how it shows up in yourself and you want to be prepared with choices that you can make. So one thing I want to go through is this wisdom of day-to-day -day life, because there are many topics of Ayurveda that I could encapsulate into podcasts, but this one is a pretty good one. So let's try it. Okay. So we talked about the time of life that the doshas present themselves. And now the seasons break down as pitta is heat. So it's the heat of summer and vata is dry, fall, autumn, early winter, and kapha is late winter and spring when things start getting wet and muddier. Because vata is the dosha of change and movement, you will also find vata periods when the seasons are changing. Um, and so we remember that, um, you know, vata is movement and change of creativity. P pitta is fire and digestion, assimilation, metabolizing, and kapha is earthy. It's grounded, stable, steady, slow. So well, let's break this down and look at the times of day. We look at, let's start with vata. 
Bata's energy of wind and ether and air and space and change and movement is present from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. At 6 a.m. comes Kapha. Kapha, more grounded, earthy energy, is from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then Pitta, the fire, comes in from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then we begin again. Vata is 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Kapha is 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And Pitta is 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Okay? So whatever they are in the one, they're in the other. The morning, they're in the afternoon. So if we look at how this might play out in your day, uh, in your choices and in your habits, if you wake up and you kind of just bolt out of the bed and let's say you've overslept or let's say you've decided to sleep until 7.30 and you have to be in the office at 8.30 and you slept until 7.30, or maybe you kept pushing the alarm and you got up at 10 to 8, and you're rushing, rushing, rushing. What I want you to understand about this, because this is really a crucial change. If you make no other change, you make this one change. And I promise you, it's mind-blowing. If you wake up after 6 a.m., you are waking up in kapha. So if you wake up at 6.37, 8, 9, you're waking up in kapha. So what you're doing to start your day is you're getting up out of the bed, walking thigh deep in sludge. Kapha is earth. It's mud. It's earth and water. It's cohesiveness, but it's also heavy. It's grounding. It's stable. We want those qualities for many things in our lives, but we don't want that heavy, sludgy, grounded feeling to get our day going. So what do we do? We get up, we rush around, and we just feel like we're spending the whole day trying to get ahead. Uh, It's never going to happen. And what we do is we grab the coffee or we grab the strong cup of tea or or a sugar jolt or whatever it is, and we get our engines running falsely that way. And again, you've set yourself up to be behind the eight ball, so to speak, all day. If you wake up at five to six in the morning, just five to six, you can wake up at 5.30. I give you permission. You can wake up at 4.30. But if you wake up at 5 to 6 a.m., you will be getting up while you are still in vata. And vata energy is movement. It's air, ether, wind. It's change. It's creativity. Okay, so you want to get going with the winds of vata behind you. That five minutes before 6 a.m. will change the energy that flows through your entire day. And you will not need a jolt of anything and you won't feel like you're running through sludge all day and you won't feel like you are just a failure because people wake up at 8, 8.30 in the morning and they don't understand that they just didn't give themselves a fighting chance in the morning to wake up and welcome and invite the energy of the day into their system, into their energy field. They, they, they're, they're like, They've got their boxing gloves on and they're just fighting at the day all day because of when they woke up. This is a super, super simple fix. And I offer to you now, here's, here's the problem. (laughs) Cause there's always something, right? Like Saturday Night Live, Gilda Radner, Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Like my father used to say to me, if it's not one thing, it's another, but it's always something. 
why I'm making the Italian hands with all my fingers together. You can't see me, but it helps me. Anyway, it's always something, right? So what's going to happen in like this weekend or next weekend, because this is the fall, we're going to change the clocks, fall back, and then we spring ahead. I cannot tell you how that messes with our system. Science will tell you, though, they actually have uh, done studies to see that there are uh, heightened cases of heart attacks during the spring clock change than there are the rest of the year because it's throwing off our circadian rhythms. It's throwing off what is naturally our rhythm. Our rhythm is with Mother Nature. So we need to just keep shifting with her, not manually changing the clocks and telling her, no, it's really this time. Mother Nature doesn't like that. So it's going to be hard, but I'm offering to you, start immediately getting up at five minutes to six in the morning. If you're already getting up before that, I applaud you. But there's another piece to this puzzle that I'm going to jump right into, and that's what time you go to bed. Pitta is dominating from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. What is Pitta? Pitta is fire, metabolism, digestion. Well, Pitta needs a job. Pitta needs to stay busy. So what Pitta wants is if you go to sleep by 10 p.m., a little bit 10.30 is not a problem, but we'll talk about that. But if you're in bed by 10 p.m., then you have basically said to your body, okay, we're ready to now settle in, settle down. There's no laptop in the bed. You're not on your phone. There's no TV in the room. You have a, a cup of relaxing herbal tea next to your bed, and you have a, a book, a novel, nothing too exciting, and you're not going to like study the ideas of Buddhism at 10 p.m. at night. You're going to read something very relaxing and calming, almost boring, but pleasure, pleasurable. And what happens is you've given that message to your body, to your nervous system, to your hormones, to everything to say, lights out, man, we're done. And what Pitt is going to do now is it's going to metabolize, digest, and assimilate your day. Because we don't just metabolize and digest and assimilate lunch and dinner and the foods. It's everything we take in. So the conversations you've had, the ideas you've had, the meetings you've had, the food you've eaten, the music you've listened to, the, the conversations you've had with friends, the movie you watched. It's, your pit is now going, okay, I need to get to work on this. And so you need to absolutely get into bed and start letting me do my job. And this is very important because the energies of digestion, assimilation, and metabolism that's going to work on your nervous system, it's going to help you to store and release whatever is meant to be stored and whatever is meant to be released. But here's what we do. We don't go to bed. Nope, we don't. Because we woke up in sludge we drank coffee or whatever was going to jack us up. We always felt like we were running behind the eight ball. And then we come home from work or our responsibilities or whatever it is. And we feel like we had no time for ourselves. And we feel like we didn't really have a life or a day. So we stay up and we watch TV and we zone out to things on our laptop or what have you. Here's what happens after 10 PM because you've moved into Pitta. All of a sudden, you're hungry. 10.30, 11 o'clock. Why do I feel like eating? 
Why, what's going on? Why am I looking at the leftovers from dinner? Why am I snacking on dry cereal or crackers or cookies or whatever the heck you got in the house? It's like you don't have control over the hunger at night. And it feels comforting, but it's actually because you kept Pitta awake. So you moved into Pitta and now Pitta's going, hey, give me something to digest. Give me something to metabolize because you're still up taking stuff in. So I can't digest and metabolize that stuff because I have to do that when you're sleeping. So let's just eat more food so I can do what I do. If you go to bed, get in bed at 10 o'clock, lights off by 1030, get up at five minutes to six, I'm telling you, you will become a different person. Your life will look and feel completely different. Now, people will say to me, that's a life. I got to get, get in bed at 10 and I can't, I can't sleep until past six. Yeah, it is a life. But here's the thing. We don't want to say anything is black and white. We don't want to say, here's a hard and fast rule. Don't ever veer off it. Ayurveda is just telling us what works. So if you want to go to a late night movie or if there's a concert you're going to go to and it means you're going to miss your bedtime, that's okay. I still recommend not sleeping in because it is so impossible to shake that kapha energy in the morning. So those are the two predominant ideas in this wisdom of a day-to-day -day life. And in the next episode, I'm actually going to break down each dosha and how it shows up in the day. But those two fixes, get up at 5 to 6 a.m. and get into bed, treat yourself 10 p.m. Like, And if you have a hot bath, Epsom salts and a little lavender essential oil or whatever you like before you go to bed, I mean, remember what it was like to, you know, if you ever had children or if you even had a puppy, you know, you had to create nighttime rituals. Well, we still need that. We can't keep all the lights and the laptops and everything going until 11, 1130 at night. It's, it's stimulating hormones that we're not meant to have stimulated at that time of day. And then again, we're stressed out in the morning and then we're fatiguing and draining our adrenals. And then we're, I mean, it just keeps going and going. So get out of that bed by five to 6 a.m. So 5.55 a.m., you're up. And get in the bed, cozy under the covers at 10 p.m. Those are the two big changes that when knowing what the doshas are and how they represent, get up before kapha, get into bed before pitta gets excited. Okay, thanks for listening. In the next episode, we're going to break it down even further and we're going to get some vata understanding in there. Hands together at the heart center. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be healthy and strong. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings live with ease. Namaste.